Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory. We're about to take a dive into another mystery from the lore of Destiny the Games. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging them. If you have any questions or theories of your own, write to us at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com or visit us over at spinfoiltheory.com. And now, let's put on our spin foil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. In, I did the clicky click. Yes. Nice. Ah. Nice. No, I'm kidding. Yep. The sun, the the on air sign is lit up in red. Yes, it is <laughs> lit up and very obviously saying, "I'm recording." <laughs> I need to get one. I need fun. to get one for like above above the den. And I'll have like yeah. its own little light switch. That would be funny. Yeah. I think that'd be great. All right, new plans. I'll have to pitch it to Kari. See, see what she says. But have it be I'm where it's. I've, I have an idea. I have an idea. Get one of those. Mm -hmm. You know, you know the Elgato has like those mini stream decks. Mm -hmm. Have it be somehow where you push the button, it starts recording, and it turns on the on-air thing. Boom. Ooh, yeah, I could make a macro for that. A macro, yeah. I'm not sure how yeah. you would coke up the light thingy. I guess you could have it hooked up to your computer. Well, if there I have go. everything in the same spot. Um, my uh, keyboard actually lets me to also macro mouse movements. Oh, look at you! That's like some big brain, but already. Yeah, so I could I could just have it like, like start the macro, go straight to desktop, like open the two things. <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'd be pretty. It's cool. the way of the future. All right, watch the first time I do it. It doesn't record. It it, <laughs> it only records every other word I say. Like yeah, it just yes. like messes up. That would be Curses. terrible. That's why we have the master recording going as a backup. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. OBS. Okie dokies. Such a good friend. But, uh, all right. Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory, guys. Uh, happy happy to have you back. Um, this is your host, Taylor B., with um, my other host here, Lady Lucita. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah. that's. I don't really know what else to say. It's pretty good. <laughs> Um, I've been definitely enjoying the story, our little Ooh, weekly, yeah. our weekly, um, story with, uh, Destiny. Yes. Almost, they're almost like little TV episodes, I feel like. Yeah. I think I, get, I, think like, I may a have said sneak. this on an, yeah, I think I may have said this on an earlier episode and I know, I know some other people have commented on it too, but, uh, like we're the camera. We pretty much are. Yeah. I, I think... At least some, I mean, I know that they've gone from like, you know, the action happening right, you know, in a cutscene versus right in front of us. But I would almost for some stuff that's like important, but mm -hmm. that we don't really have any agency and like, like, it doesn't matter what we do. It's whatever's going to happen to happen. I think it should have been like a cutscene. Yeah. Like, especially that. what happened this week, I felt like we should have ran up to the Savathun crystal and then cutscene would have happened. You know, instead you know, of I was actually I was actually expecting another one of those uh, animated ones. Yeah, where he got to where we like we see what Crow sees. In, that would have been cool. Sort that of a cool. vision. Yeah, that would have been kind of interesting. They didn't have one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little worried now because it seems I feel like Savathun is slowly getting all of her cards that she needs to uh, do her plan, you know, Witch Queen. Because I'm just 
Because with the wording that Sabathun said, she didn't say, I showed him who he was. She said, I showed him everything. That's the so important I'm part there. Like, how much did she show him? Did she show him just what he did as Aldrin? The, in Forsaken, she, did she show him yeah. everything? Did she show him everything, everything? Like, how Mara molded him in the distributary and all of that? Like, did she show him everything, everything? And, like, even in, like, the little message we get afterwards where Aldrin... Uh, Crow, sorry. Well, Crow, Crow Aldrin, we, he's having an identity crisis. Um, Crow is... Like, I need to get away from Savathun. And then he says, I need to get away from her. Mm -hmm. Is that referring to Mara? Or is that Definitely. referring to Savathun? Like, 100%. 100% Mara. It's gotta be Mara. Yeah. That's where it's I'm like, oh, poor, poor buddy. Poor guy. I just well, I just worry about him. Because he's, he's getting <laughs> all this like thrown at him. And he's always being compared to Aldrin. And he's like, that's not me. And then he gets... Aldrin's memories back. And now is he Aldrin or is he Crow? Is he some amalgamation hybrid of the two? And I'm just curious to see like how all this is going to play out. So I I really really think that be because of how it's been referenced this season, her sort of uh, influence dominion over the wish dragons mm -hmm. or through the wish dragons. I think that she could only really show him stuff that he did when he was under Riven's influence. Now, who knows how long that's been, though? That's probably been since I want to say the Battle of Saturn. Yeah. So I don't I don't think she can show him everything or okay. at least like when he becomes like really, I, you know, I, I feel yeah, like I, know, I know what you point. mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, there was a yeah. point where he was kind of mind controlled almost, especially in like the end yeah. of Forsaken when his eyes are all like black and and his skin is extra looking. like awokeny. Yeah, like I know he's no, not the only that. one with that with that thing, but like I always felt like that was the uh, the sort of shimmer of light and darkness, the equilibrium. Yeah, definitely. And his definitely. just seemed like like I don't know if darker, but, like, more ever-present. Like, there was a big battle going on. Oh, poor guy. But, yeah, I'm yeah. just curious, I guess, to see, like, how much... We don't really know how much Savathun showed Crow, and I'm worried, because after that, he's just like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm leaving. And then he goes to Venus. Why Venus, exactly? No one knows. I, I bet it's because that's where Kyodal is. Hmm. Maybe. Well, he had said, I remember in Season of the Hunt, uh, after we, you know, killed the High Celebrant and everything, we go back and talk to Crow, and he's like, Welp, I'm done. I wanted to go to Venus, but Osiris told me I should go to the tower. Do you wanna, do you wanna hear, do you wanna hear a spinfoil theory? Alright, alright. Venus is still an entrance into the Vex network. What if he goes looking for a reflection of Osiris? That could that could that could work. Maybe that. Another thing that I've seen there. I've seen a lot of people worry, and I do too. Um, we know the Mars wasn't the only entrance to the Black Garden. 
What if there's an entrance to the Black Garden on Venus? That would be that bad. would be interesting. The one the one part because it would make it would make a uh, for a really interesting um like I think you'll dig this, Lucy, and uh, you know let us if and when you're listening, you'll probably dig this too. I feel like that would <laughs> that would create this uh, sort of like quantum entanglement for the different sections of the Black Garden because when we defeat the uh, the Dark Heart in D one, the shell breaks and we're back on Mars. Yeah. So if there's a different part, a different like entrance to the Black Garden, I submit that the, how they get away with that is like if you were to say it was whole and you were able to run around the whole thing, you would it would be like crossing over into different planets as you ran yeah. around. Maybe. Well, because like we still have the Garden of Salvation, right? Even though Mars is gone. So I always assumed that the Black Garden was like a separate plane of existence that's how i always like, viewed it uh, but kind of like the, almost like, like a throne the, world very similarly yeah speaking but, of throne worlds they're officially calling it i heard in my dialogue this week mara's referring to it as her throne world and so is ikora her little pocket of the ascendant plane yeah her uh ice luna is what it's called, I think, in the lore. Yeah. Yeah, because she basically, she created her own throne world through Riven. And I wonder if she's... I mean, like, she has her throne world, but, like, it's all still technically all messed up. Still. Like, Shattered Throne is how it still looks. Because of the ley lines. Now we know that, which I think is really cool yeah. that we have, like... Something that had been bothering me since Destiny 1. When they introduced, you know, when the person dies, their ascendant plane collapses, yada yada. When they introduced that in Forsaken, it made me mad because there's a glaring plot hole with that. Why didn't Crotus disappear? I mean, yeah, this his sisters were doing this ritual, but that was just to take his essence and put it in the box. To move his essence elsewhere so they could, like, mourn him and stuff. So, like, that always bothered me. I was like, okay, so why? But now they've kind of explained it. What they probably were stabilizing the ley lines and for the ritual until they could, like, you know, Crota could pass on. And then from there, but with Oryx, they didn't, they couldn't stabilize the ley lines and everything collapsed. And I, I because, really like the uh, the nine layer aspect to it as well oh, yeah and, and it reminds me of, it reminds me of like both uh you know science when you consider like wavelengths and uh you know uh, mm -hmm. uh that's sort of uh, the the vibrational theory um I'm, I'm butchering that by the way please science fans don't if you know what i'm talking about please let me know but i'm just brain farting and that's the most i can come up with but uh, <laughs> but uh but um i i really like that and it also has this sort of hint of uh mythology to it you you have Kinda, you yeah. have things like the nine realms. You have the celestial spheres, uh, yeah. in in other in other mythologies, and I really like. I feel like they're doing a very very cool blending of sort of mysticism and science, in oh, yeah. in Bungie the explanation has... of how these uh, ascended planes work. You're saying sorry. Yeah. No, I just I always, especially with Destiny, they're very Bungie is very good at the whole blending of both science and magic. I mean. 
Destiny is a space magic. Science. I feel like there's a, a good mixture of both science and magic. Which I've always... That's one of the things... Reasons why Destiny is so appealing to me. Is because we have this, you know... This science-y sort of stuff where they explain how this is how it works with, like, using real science. And then they also are like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, Hive can do space magic. Whatever mm -hmm. they, whatever they, they, if they write the Hive rune for death, things are gonna die. And that's like, that's magic. That's, that's not how real life works. But because they're able to force their will upon things, they can do stuff like that. But I'm just like, that's so cool. I just think it's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's a, uh, it, it, like you said, it has, it's a, it's a, it's certainly a, a different take on like science fiction. Yes. Because it's, it, or, or like science fantasy even. Yeah. Because I, I feel like they put their work in, in, in the science part and, but then they, they also like come out swinging with the fantasy at the same time. So it's, it's a. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. I uh, hats hats off to Bungie there. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh man, yeah. I'm I am really digging what they're doing with uh with this season with the shattered realms with you know all the caches and uh, different things that you can find and explore. Oh yeah, the caches. One of have you listened to all of them? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, I just yes, wanted I to have. make sure. Because the one, the first one I got was, uh, Petra talking about the, um, you know, they were fighting, and then she saw her Corsairs come to back us up, but mm -hmm. it was the, it's the curse, so they're all gonna die again. And again. Yeah. And again. And again. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh no, Petra, no, buddy, it's okay. Like, I think... I think this puts think... to rest one of our uh, one of our theories we had on the uh, the Trello board. That was, mm -hmm. um, what if that uh, that Corsair with the stomach wound mm -hmm. was going to be able to survive? It sounds like no, she won't be able to. Well, because it'll end on the third week, and she'll already be mortally wounded. Well, she gets wounded on the first week, and. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say the wound is fade. I mean, I mean, I guess I don't know. She's not. A, we can't just throw a healing nade on her and be like, "All right, you're good." Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It really, <laughs> it really depends. I guess I'll check the lore and see if there's like any mention of her in like idle dialogue or anything like recently. But yeah. I'm. I want to say she lives. I hope she lives. There's a shader named after her. She's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like, she's a cool, cool she's, person. She's, I like her. I think she's great. I hope she lives. But like, there is what Petra might have also been referring to is in the second week of the curse. She and a bunch, mm -hmm. a group of corsairs, go to try to save the uh, laboratory with the oracle engine, and they mm -hmm. fail, and they all die. So that oh, might no. have been what it was referencing, maybe. And then there's also, Oofed. after you um, rescue, uh, you go help Emrita, and you go get the last of the Awoken Relics, you, or, you on your way there, you talk to Shirochi, one of the Techians, and she has a bunch of dead bodies with her, of dead Corsairs. So it's like, mm. bad things have been happening. 
But I, I, I'd like to believe that Emrita's okay. And she maybe becomes, you know, better. And she doesn't die. And she lives a happy, ha happy life. Not with her wife, because her wife left her. But that's besides the point. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, we, we, maybe it can stay on the board. Maybe it hasn't been fully disproven yet. Not yet. We can hold I that hope home. not. I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> Please don't be dead. <laughs> I always liked doing the first... Oh, man. I would always do the first week mission just to, like, get the different dialogue every so every week. Every mm -hmm. time it's week one. Because, like, I just think it's great. Because, like, it's kind of funny. Because, like, her one of her dialogue ops, she actually flirts with the Guardian. If you keep doing the mission over and nice. over, regardless of your character's gender, which I think is hilarious. So, I, um, it's actually where I got the, uh, idea for, uh, my warlock's backstory is like, basically she kept doing this curse and over the course of the, trying to fix the curse, she ends up meeting a corsair. That actually was her significant other Ooh. before she became a guardian, but she doesn't know that, so. Yeah. Oh man. So I don't know if I could. It's gotta be there so much is there is a lot of tension going on because she's all like, "I'm oblivious," and the corsairs like, "I knew you in the past." And corsairs aren't supposed; to, they're not supposed to talk about it. It's like that's very very taboo. Similarly to House of Allah's, like, "Don't investigate mm. the past, guardian. You need to be a guardian and f protect the lost city." You know, that kind of a thing. That's why Anna Bray gets a lot of flack because. Zavala's like, you could have been using this time that you were investigating your past and helping the last city, and instead you're doing this. I mean, to be fair, it did sort of pay off in the end. Not really, because Rasputin's now an engram. Doing nothing. I I like to think he's, uh, you know, almost shaped like the uh, that Rasputin ghost, but maybe just to all, like, yes. digital bits. Kind of like the... the 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 most twitchiest part of his core when you go yeah. talk to him and he's just like floating around and his two little mites are still hanging out with her ghost with anna's ghost they're just vibing he's just kind of like only speaking russian yeah <laughs> they only speak english back to him it's it's in i'm curious to see <laughs> where or what's gonna happen with rasputin because he's currently in grim but yeah so yeah basically with my warlock there's a lot of tension she's also kind of pissed off at mara right now but because Savathun is literally oh, right there, and she's like, "You could, yeah, okay." Well, so here's here's what I wonder if what Mara gets out of, and this will be the last little side theory, everyone. I swear before we move into tonight's show, but, um, if Mara gets uh, uh, everything set up, she gets all her techians, and she's able to remove Savathun's worm. I'm wondering if part of what she gets in return is not only removing, you know, the last curse, but it's having an unbroken throne world. And, like, hear me out here, she can hide her death now. That would be a worth of the gamble or then, in Mara's then. perspective. And then, I know Savathun said, I know it's at least in either on the website or somewhere, that basically what Mara gets out of it is not only the look Osiris, allegedly, we don't know at this point, Allegedly. I say allegedly because I mean, Sabathun says, "Oh yeah, I have him. I have him. He's he's um uh, right, right, right here. Yep." Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you're 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 definitely saying it correct. Oh, sorry. And like, I don't know. I'm just. 
concerned, I guess, that Savathun is lying, but that's literally her only bargaining chip. Well, that and she knows apparently how to defeat the pyramid ships. Evidently, yeah, that, or, or, or will. will, like, that's the weird part, it's like, uh, we don't really know if and how that happened. I'm curious to see how all that plays out. I, yeah. So, I mean, if Mar, if killing, removing the worm from Savathun and doing all of this fixes Mara's throne world and ends the Dreaming City curse, that would be, that's, that's a pretty big a big bonus on our side, at least. And I could see it being worth it, but... I mean, we know how everything ha plays out in mm. Witch Queen, so... Or not everything, at least we know that whatever Mara tries to do is unsuccessful, and Sevathum escapes, I guess, back to her throne world, and is like, hew, 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 I can use the light now. And, uh... <laughs> we don't really know anything else besides that. We get there, we're all ready to raid, and she's just building, like, uh, you know, orbs of yes. light in the snowmen. She's just taking the orbs of light. Just not even messing with anyone. She's like, oh, hi, nice <laughs> of you to finally show up. Uh, we have a party. What's up, guys? I have some cookies right over here. We have a party. I'm having a tea party. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> she's, she's all, all nice, and we'd be like, uh... Because that's the thing, because, like, we came, we came here to kill you. She's like, why would you want to do that? I'm nice now. And we'd be like, uh-huh. Cause that's the thing. Cause like, <laughs> not even messing with anyone anymore. We know that Savathun gets her memories back. Clearly, as shown by the trailers and stuff. So, I'm just worried what that means for like guardians as a whole. Like, is there a way for us to get our memories back? Should we get our memories back? Like, this is like a big. Will that change anything? So I've been like. I've been thinking about this from the hive perspective and you know I'm I'm I want to pitch it to you here Lucy. I know I said last one was the last was the last one but this is tangential off this one okay. so it's still cool. <laughs> um <clears throat> so the hive exist as you know kind of arguably three different places but but everything's separate. So you have their their uh, planner existence. You have where they hide their death. So like their death is like it's a, it, its own thing. And then you have their soul. Mm -hmm. So even if you remove the worm and that kills, let's say, two out of three. Let's say that kills her in her throne world, Savathun, and it kills her, her uh, planner body, her soul would still true, be there. True, yeah. And then as soon as her, her vessel gets resurrected by the ghost, like, why wouldn't that just be like, oh, snap. Like, yeah. just, I guess, yeah. I don't know. I'm just very curious to see how this all plays out. And I'm really excited. I hope that in The Witch Queen, we get some nice hive-themed armor. Like, proper hive armor. Not saying that the thorn armor isn't hive armor, but I'm thinking, like, King's Fall, you know, with the the chitin and kind of like the crota raid where you know you have like the, the the skull on your hip if you're a hunter that kind of thing like i want mm -hmm. that kind of armor back that would be dope i just i just want to have my hunter be an edgy edge lord like i was in d1 with running all super black and all of the <laughs> hive themed armor with the 
Bogoth got themed gauntlets and the the, the ghost from the Crota raid and everything. I just want I just love the hive. I just think the hive are so cool, man. They're my favorite. As if you couldn't <laughs> tell that at all. Yeah. Nope. I believe. I believe they yeah, they are your favorite. I've, I've only heard, a little bit. I've only heard. slightly. <laughs> only a little bit. Alrighty, I do. You have a you you you, you but you, you, you give the other factions uh attention too. It's not uh it's not it's not all one sided. You just I just clearly it. have a favorite and that is the hive because they're the best. I just think they're mm-hmm. the most interesting. I I mean it's mainly because the Books of Sorrows is a fantastic piece of literature. And um Yeah, that's based I mean, the Books of Sorrows really gave us, the players, a good chance to understand the hive instead of just like oh no they're bad you know why they're bad why they're doing what they're doing and Mm -hmm. it's like oh okay i mean we have gotten that a little bit with the cabal and the elixir kind of with the vex not really the vex are still kind of the most i wouldn't say elusive but sort of elusive i mean we know why what they're doing we know why they're doing it but they i guess don't really have that much of a personality as like the hive because you know they're all they have a hive the the vex have a hive mind they're all just doing one thing if that makes sense versus the the hive is they have like their hive gods dig that they Show their love for one another by killing each other, which I think is pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Sorry about that tangent so there. You know, put, put, no guys, put, put some mental pens in that. I'm sure we'll be, we'll be talking about all those little, uh, little tidbits again. Um, but, uh, this week, our theory, it, it's a little different, um, our show, our show this week, I, I guess I should say, is going to be a little different. I, we have kind of some uh, some dueling theories going on. And what got us talking about this was this Games Radar article that we'll link to in the show notes. And it's titled, uh, How Bungie Made Sabathun Destiny 2's Best Villain Yet and Turned Seasons into Gripping TV Shows. Um, and they go through and they talk with some of the devs. And there's, there's a lot going on in the article. I won't, um, I won't parse it out too much. Definitely go check it out. But uh, some of the talk in there i.e. one um they seem to confirm that callus is not dead so you know bonus points to last Yay. week's theory <laughs> i gotta give i gotta give that one that one's some official street cred and then um two one of the things that lucy pointed out to me well actually lucy do you, do you want to say what what the what you showed me earlier okay, yeah sure um so basically yeah. uh one of the this is about the weapon, right? Um, the weapon, okay. and you told okay. just, me about, make... um, you know, the, the oh. spoiler alert okay. thing. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I just wanted, I just wanted to make good. sure that that's what I had told you, because I told that to mm-hmm. other people, too. People were like, oh, okay. So basically, um, right? when Warmind, when the Warmind DLC came out, which was the one right before Forsaken, there was a sidearm. It was a sidearm, right? Yeah, it's a sidearm. That came out, and it was titled, Spoiler Alert. In the flavor text, someone will die. 
And then, you know, the next expansion came out and Cade, well, uh, kicked the bucket. And now that sidearm has been, you know, unsunset, reissued. And the Bungie devs in this article here said that is purposeful. So, basically, it came out this season. The next big expansion is Witch Queen and someone's gonna die. That's basically we're going to talk about and we're going to I just want to uh I just want to like mention right now I had to mute myself but uh everyone listening I'm screaming with you because yes, oh it's God. just like okay someone's going to die okay who who could <laughs> die there's personally I think that like it's a pretty short list I mean maybe maybe not um cuz like with a lot of characters right now, they're like vendors, and unless they do some hand waviness or change who is that vendor for that particular location, or do kind of what they did when with when Forsaken came out, where Cade was there, and then as soon as you did the the Forsaken, the first mission of Forsaken, Cade's gone. Unless they do something like that, then I think the list of possible um Victim, I guess, if you, that's what you want to call it, is very short, in my opinion. Okay, so you, you heard it, guys. This this week, our our dueling theories are who we think's gonna die, Queen. who we think's on the chopping block, how we think it'll work out, how they could pull it off, and and all that goes along with that. And then I think uh, I think we'll do something fun. I think what we'll do is we'll score each okay. other's theories. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So who's going first? You or me? Yeah. Um. We can we can flip we can uh, flip a coin. Uh. I don't have any coins. Wait. I do have a coin. Okay. I have a coin, but I, you'll have to trust mm, me. Okay. I trust you. All right. Uh. You can uh, call heads. it heads. Damn. Tails. Okay. I'll go second. Uh. So I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess go I go first. All right. All right. I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, guys, I submit Petra is going to oh, die. Oh, not Petra. I like Petra. She deserves better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She does deserve better. But here's why I submit Petra's going to die. There's a few recordings that we've gotten, uh, especially this week, the uh, the caches that you can find in the Shattered Realm. There's some conversations about Petra... Um, what's the word here? About Petra looking uh through a recording that was at the beginning of the curse and it's her lamenting uh she she thinks like she has a awoken backup coming in and then she realizes what it is is the curse starting over and it's all her dead uh corsairs you know going back to life and she's lamenting that she's going to have to lead them all to their deaths again because they're stuck in this cycle yeah um so so there's that. There is, and I forget which one it is off the top of my head. There's some lore, uh, readable lore, um, in in the game. One of the new weapons, I believe, or maybe it's one of the armors, but I think it's one of the new weapons where Petra is talking about her surprise at the queen's reaction to her when the queen returned this season. She was expecting the queen to be furious. She was expecting the queen to, uh, you know, attack her about, um, you know, how poorly she did in defending the realm. And to her surprise, Mara actually yeah. praised her 
at uh, for holding out as long as long as she had. Now, I I don't think that's not genuine. So just just putting that out there. Uh, but my point is. Petra, like like most of the Awoken, especially those in Mara's inner circle, is molded is molded in some way, like by Mara when she was reformed. It's it's just the truth about yes. the Awoken. One, two, she expected a reaction in my view because that's what she's used to getting. If Mara was always nice, if always like found the best in in people when they like perceive their own failure. She might have expected something different. Putting that out there, because I know, I know. Also, she's been beating she herself has. up she's these been three beating years. Herself up, been like, yeah. I like even right at the cutscene you get right after you kill Riven, and the curse starts. Well, either they don't know the full extent of the curse yet; they just know that the Dreaming City is now cursed. And they don't know about the loop. She's all just like, "I fucked up." It's my fault. And it really wasn't her fault. She was just the one who asked Mara, what do mm -hmm. I do? And then Mara said, go have the Guardians kill Riven. And she's like, okay, makes sense to me. I mean, it probably would have been nice if one of them had mentioned about Ahamkara's being tricky. Because, you know, we're Guardians. We don't really know anything. We're dumb. We point. We, we make just, things go we boom. Point and sh we uh, shoot first, ask questions uh, later. Like, that's pretty much RML. So, I'm not saying that Petra is to blame for everything. I'm just saying it's all Mara's fault. I can dig it. I can dig it. So, uh, you know, and, and, and that's and that's a fair point. I'm, I want to call that out now. Like, there there are some internal uh, uh, conflicts within, within the character, too, that can explain, you know, how strong the reaction. But I, I just want to put, like, a pin in that. Because, like, you, your expectations do usually have to do with yeah. experience. I think... Oh, go ahead. Um, oh, sorry. I, uh, I was just going to... Well, no, no, no. Oh, finish okay. your thought while you're here. I was just going to say maybe she was expecting that because um, she felt... Petra feels like she... Even though, you know, we've killed Curia, we've done this, we've pretty much done everything we can possibly do right now except, you know, somehow killing Savathun, I guess. And even then, we don't know if that's gonna end the curse. They would, we might have to go and kill whoever's in control of the Taken right now. We don't know. Basically, what I'm getting at is that the last time Petra royally screwed up, pun intended, uh, was during the Reefor, and she got demoted mm -hmm hardcore like all the way back to like mm -hmm. little corsair in the tower and she had to like beg mara to be like please let me get my i want to be the queen's wrath again please i've learned my lesson i'm sorry so maybe that's why she was expecting right. such a angry reaction from mara because she felt like she had failed i mean yeah you also did mention that she is very hard on herself but I just was trying to think of other pastimes where Petra has messed up, so to speak. Mm hmm I can dig it. I can dig it. Okay. So all that combined with, how can I say this? The sort of uneasiness with this alliance between um, Mara and Savathun, and surprisingly... Petra's been one of the most vocal people, even in Mara's presence, 
questioning what yeah, she's doing. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy. You got me there. Normally, mm -hmm. Petra is so, very much devoted to Mara right? and is just like, whatever you say, mm -hmm. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's she's even threatening those that I believe Mara has at least given some verbal protection of, if I if I recall certain, uh, you know, in in the uh, the astral uh, activity and and what have you. Uh, she she she's put in a, a knife to to Crow's throat, which is definitely yeah. not not within Mara's order of yeah he shouldn't see Sabathun. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, um, Petra, um, Petra and Mara, I think, are having a little bit of a disagreement out. over what to do with Crow, because Mara wants Crow to become Aldrin again, and Petra's like, mm, okay, but if he becomes a problem, I'll, uh, you know, deal with it. So she's just kind of worried, I guess. So here's the, uh, here's the hook, though. Mara has started to become noticeably, how can I say this, uh, having moments where where uh, her emotions oh, yeah. come through, the uh, the veil gets lifted. She's notice noticeably been sort of uh, stressed, I think, for the first time. Only every a other time, bit. even even when when the fallen rebelled, yeah, yeah, she she's she's showing noticeable stress. So to to put this out here, combine that with the lore where it definitely seems like you're getting two versions of what happened with Aldrin and the Awoken from mm -hmm. Mara um, through the Augur's quest and then the Augur, uh, Augur's lore itself combined with you have Petra who not only has been struggling with the the uh, dreaming the dreaming city stuff also lost the prison of elders Ooh, yeah that's true now put a pin in that and we can we can pitch in that we can we can really dip into the 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 prison of elders uh later because that's that's a whole other thing um so what i think is that this friction is gonna reach um is is gonna reach a point sort of like a boiling point where one of them acts out against the okay. other and I think, I think it could be something as simple as Petra questions Mara like at the wrong time in front of the wrong Ooh. people or, or what have you, or she tries to stop her once she realizes if, if she ever like gets revealed, like the full extent of whatever her plan is, uh, you know, especially, you know, as we mentioned earlier, throne worlds and, and all that. Um, so I think. I think there's a lot of time for things to, to reach that boiling point this season, especially. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for, especially if they continue to do stuff each week, even if it's just like little missions. Uh, even once we get past like the tech in showing up, like maybe you get to see some aftermath and fallout of, of whatever happens. Um, I think, I think that's what's going to do it. I think Petra is liked enough but not really a pivotal character, I guess. She's liked enough and I it's yeah, not not as pivotal, very loved, you know, people people would riot, but I think I think if things came down between her and Mara, they're keeping Mara around. Very interesting. Okay. 
So that's that's my um and 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 now now like hit me hit me with any questions or any any uh I'm just thinking any uh, thinking. stuff that you have uh let's I'm let's thinking. start there because I'm mean, I'm really interested about your what thoughts. you said yeah. does make a lot of sense because you know Petra's a good character you know she's under a lot of stress um she's for the first time I think questioning what Mara's doing which is that's pretty. Pivotable, pivotable for her. I mean, she still does whatever Mara says. Like she's like she's still a hundred percent devoted. But I think that unwavering loyalty is—I wouldn't say shaken, because it's not like Mara has done anything to betray Petra or anything. Mm-hmm. Petra's just a little uneasy. She's like, I really hope Mara knows what she's doing and what she's getting into, because this. You can't try and trick the god of trickery. That's that's crazy. And Mara is convinced that whatever cards she's holding is better than whatever Savathun is planning. So that's interesting, and I think so. I could see it happening, I guess. But my big, biggest, I guess, concern is I feel like your thing kind of. Um, what's the word? Like, can't think of the word. Please hold brain no work. Uh, just microwave noise. Just microwave noise. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, no, basically, sure what, what I felt like that? your <laughs> theory basically, um, I would say one of the things, like, for your theory to work, it would have to be that we fix the Dreaming City curse by the end of the season. And hinge, that's the, I couldn't think of the word hinge. hinge I was like, pinned? It pins on the point? It's like held together? Hinges. It, like, relies on the fact that we break the curse this season. And... One of the voice lines this season where Crow asks, like, Hey, Mara, if we uh, get all the Techians back and remove Savathun's worm, does that mean the curse is done? And she said, no, that's a step in the right direction, is what she said. So, I think Petra, like, once the Dreaming City curse is done, I think it would be kind of poetic if Petra died. Because, you know, she's done all this work and now she's dead and that's really sad. But I don't know if we'll have the curse dealt with by the time of Witch Queen. That's where I'm a little like, hmm. Hmm. You know, I feel like... I feel like this is... Like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like the Dreaming City, outside of some of the Uh destination planets, I guess, is... Some of the oldest content yes, still happening technically but, in the game. Yeah, the oldest places would be the EDZ and Nessus because those were places that during the Red War in the base game. So in the base, anything game, those yeah. planets are on the chopping block, but they haven't said anything about what's going into the content vault, if anything, with Witch Queen. I feel like they would have like talked about that by now, so people could like start. Well, with all with all the. Uh... With all the repair we're doing to the ley lines, I and, and there's just being so much time this season. Like you know, say we say we do the first part, 
maybe that is a sort of hint yeah, maybe. at what the rest of the season is going to be about. Because there is a long... Like, the season is very, very long. And I guess um, this this week was, what, part six? I think. Six? And we only have... I think so, it says, like six or seven. Like, we only have until, like, part eight, if you look at the triumphs. So... Either we finish the story mm-hmm. and there's a lot of twiddling our thumbs, or we finish the story and then just like with Season of the Splicer, there's this long time where like, you know, the ley lines have to come into alignment, you know, some bullshit excuse so that they drip feed the content. And then near the end of the season, you know, we do the ritual to remove Savathun's worm and, you know, Savathun's like, hew, 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 I leave. And everything falls apart. That's probably what's going to happen. So then that gives... There's this big... This chunk of time where we can do, like, you know, the anniversary content still. And, my God, we have so... I just realized we have so many events this season. We have The Dawning. We have Festival of the Lost. And we have the anniversary stuff. That's a lot. Jesus. Ooh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, especially because yeah, some of those are the, like. I was just thinking about long. like all of that. That's crazy. But yeah, I think depending on how they go about it, I think maybe, possibly. I mean, I think Petra's on the list of people who could die. But then, because Forsaken isn't Sunset, I guess. I'm just not sure what would happen to the Dreaming City. If Petra died, because Petra's kind of holding it together at the seams at this point. She's like. Well, you know. Uh, ab- absolutely. And, and you know, I think I think there could be, you know, before big expansions, before the the week prior to it, that Bungie has done like, you know, sort of uh, yeah. preview yeah, of true. the next You're drop right. content. True, true. But yeah, I... I don't... My biggest worry with someone dying is I don't want Witch Queen to become another Forsaken. Forsaken 2. Electric Boogaloo. Because... <laughs> Gotta help like, those hives save that youth center. <laughs> evidently. But, like... I just, I just worry because I don't want the, you know, someone to die really early on, and then oh, we gotta go kill Savathun to avenge, insert whoever died, because like, that's my worry. I just don't want Witch Queen, because so far Witch Queen has been marketed that in a way that we, the main. Th- driving point is not we're going to avenge somebody or this and that it's we're gonna go stop savathun because they stole the light that's insane like that's even just thinking about that and everything like i i'm gonna be honest here i did read the pastebin leaks and that and this and that i i followed all of that because i was just i always was just curious i was like i don't know if this is going to be true mm-hmm. or not let's wait and find out that's kind of why, why i was following it not because i hated Bungie or anything. I was just curious. I'm like, hmm, I wonder. And when we first, when I first heard that, the, you know, the hive would steal the light and everything, I was like, that sounds really weird. 
But if Bungie can pull it off, then okay. I guess that's where we're going. So like, right? I don't know. I just, with that being the main focal point of Witch Queen, I wonder how they're going to also add in someone dying. And then with mm. if, if it's Petra, then she could also come back as a guardian. Then we would have, you know, Crow 2. And she really would be a hunter, 100%. That was, so, and yeah, that's, that's a, that's another great, great, uh, insight into it too. You know, we've, we've, we've shown once already and we know that there are ghosts still looking for their guardian out there. Yeah. Which maybe, then also, maybe, yo, if she dies, maybe Link is her ghost. Maybe. That would be funny. Ugh. That'd be pretty cool. But I just, I just worry, I guess. I just don't want, I just don't want Bungie to rehash the same thing they've already done because they know what's, like, they were like, oh, Forsaken was really successful. Let's just do it again. But, like, I don't know. I just worry, that's all. Because I think doing this, this story beats once is fine, but doing it again where, you know, let's say Osiris is the one who dies. Oh, we now need to go kill Savathun to avenge Osiris and help Saint-14. Like, I don't know. You can only tell a good story like that once, and then it just becomes predictable. So that's true. That's that's my worry, I guess, with whoever dies, whether it's Mara, Petra, Osiris, Ikora, like whoever it is. I just worry that Bungie's gonna be like Forsaken two time, you know. Mm. That's that's mm. just my worry, like overall about. Someone dying in Witch Queen. I'm just like, Bungie, please, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to do Forsaken again. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. Forsaken is was a fantastic campaign. And is, and is probably like the best Destiny 2 campaign. I think, personally. I mean, we haven't had Witch Queen yet, so that might change. But as of right now, I think Forsaken was probably the best campaign-wise. Because we had, you know... Kate dying. Not 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 that Kate dying was necessarily a good or bad thing. It just it happened. It's great um, writing either way. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It was phenomenal writing and the story and like the player like having agency kind of like, you know, we talked for the first time in like forever. Or and the one thing we said was Aldrin Solved is mine. And I'm like, okay. And Zavala was like, we we're not we're not conquerors. We can't just do that. And I was like no, we're gonna bring down the hammer. She says, do it. Do it, pretty much. So I just, I don't know. It really depends on who's the person who dies and who, and how Bungie goes with it, I guess, is really my, my take on it. Regardless of, before I give my little spiel of who I think dies. Okay. Which is kind okay. of crazy. I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. All right. Well, yeah, and, and I, and I and I I respect that. I think um, you know I think I think for me a lot of it comes with uh, sort of what I view as expendability and yeah, how much like she has been featured. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, like her her dying like and I'm not saying it wouldn't cause an uproar because people do genuinely love her. Um, yeah, uh, as fans out out there in the Destiny community, so so don't don't get that twisted. But like honestly, like the expendability is is kind of real because the, if you think about it, none of the narrative changes. Yeah. Like that it, is fair. You have yeah. a point. 
However, so. I'm going to start <laughs> by saying <laughs> who I think might die. With yes, the take us away. Spoiler alert. So, someone will die. And who I think is going to die is not Petra. But I think Mara's gonna die. Which I know, Ooh. before you guys go, what? Mara's, like, super important. So, Bungie uh, really likes their, um, their, I guess, let me back up. In the lore, Mara is aware that the Ozium Court, Oryx, Savathun, and Zivarath is a direct mirror of her own family of with Crow or Aldrin at this point in time. Aldrin being the mirror to Oryx, her being the mirror to Savathun, and sure the whoever is in the uh, the Queen's Wrath position at this point in time, it was Shirido being the mirror to Zivarath. And then also on top of that, there is a third I guess it's a triangle at this point. There's a third, I guess, trinity, where it's Cade mirroring Aldrin and Oryx because they're hunters, with air quotes. And then you have Ikora, Mara, and Savathun. They're the warlocks. And then you have Zivarath, Zavala, and Shirido. They're basically the titans of the group. So, as we've seen with the now, um, Forsaken and whatnot. Um, all three of the hunter archetype are dead. You know, Oryx died. Then, then, uh, Cade died. And then Aldrin died. Not necessarily that that order matters, but that that trinity of people died. With Savathun, we obviously know that Savathun dies to, you know, Become a guardian. So, my theory is, I guess, a lot more shorter than Taylor's, I realize. But my theory is that <laughs> then, because Savathun has to die, either... I mean, I guess Ikora or Mara could be technically who I'm talking about. Could be... But no, not our patron Vanguard member. Not She's our other Vanguard club. member. No, she can't yeah, go. That's exact. Then I was thinking no. about it, and I was like hemming and hawing between Ikora versus Mara, and with Ikora, you know, having a little bit more importance lately, and her getting a new voice actor. Just thinking out of universe-wise, I think Ikora is kind of... I would say plot protected almost in a way where like, especially like I had said before, like with vendors dying, it gets kind of in this weird murky territory for Bungie where like they have to keep track of if a player has done, you know, which queen or not. And if they haven't, if they have, um, okay, Ikora, mm -hmm. but it looks like Ikora is going to be our vendor for the witch queen area, so to speak. So... If she's dead, who's going to be our vendor? You can't have Eris. Eris is the vendor for the moon. Uh, that really limits our options of who... If Ikora is the one to die. So therefore, since Ikora is basically protected by plot armor, the only person left on the trinity of the warlock archetype who can die is Mara. 
Now, I know that would be a very, very devastating blow to us because, you know. Yeah, everybody loves more. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, well, I, I don't mean like us, like the the community. I meant us, like in game, like story wise. Like Ooh, she has yeah. a lot of firepower. She's incredibly cunning and smart. So I mean, it's possible. But then again, another caveat of that is this has already happened before, where Mara died. Air quotes. I say air quotes because she died, but not really. So. I'm not sure if it would be a rehash of her dying again, but this time it's for real. If that would really work story-wise. So, I'm not mm. sure. Basically, my theory is that the Hunter archetype is all dead. And now the beginning of the Warlock archetype of Savathun, Ikora, and Mara is going to crumble. I mean, even in the... um. Now that I think about it, in the dark future, Ikora did did die, and Ikora yeah, Ikora was Ikora already died dead. when the bombardment happened when Eris, Savathun, mm -hmm. the Alexni, the Cabal—they all were like, "Hmm, let's work together," and they all blew up the tower, which is sad. But and then. Well, the cabal, the yeah. cabal are with Mara. Well, what's left? What's of left them. of them? Sorry, not the cabal. Yeah, they just have no. the yeah, they just have the taken, the taken, the taken cabals. But yeah, and yeah. they, and then also, I'm pretty sure, in, yeah, in, and also in the Chronicron, Ikora dies. So maybe it is Ikora. Maybe I was lying. Maybe I think it's Ikora. I don't know. I think it's either Ikora or Mara. There we go. That's my final thought. I think. I think. I think the way Cora, Ikora interacts and. uh moves with the guardian like you know i think she's in making her own fate space yeah like i know, I know guardians are paracausal yeah. but it's just interesting in i guess two oh i oh, meant the main, the main character. character oh <laughs> i meant oh, like the, the guardian, guardian. Yes. like yeah okay. yeah like the ones that are close to us like like and and guys i i know it but if you really really think about it the most we'd ever really done with Cade was like a couple missions during the red war and then that one we were we were just kind of buddies on comms he was our homie uh, be yeah, because he couldn't, because he couldn't, uh, like he loved running, he loved, uh, being comms on missions with us. So we have like a work yeah. relationship, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we've done, I feel like we've done and in interacted with so much more like Ikora and Zavala. I feel like they're actually like, they've made it inside and, and as we've gotten more powerful, our bubble yeah, has Yeah, no, I definitely, <laughs> I can like this, see uh, that. The fictitious, like, flat armor bubble. I just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe that... I'm thinking it's either Ikora or Mara, basically, is what I'm saying, because I'm leaning a little bit more towards Mara, because maybe, I mean, with a, with Ikora, it'd be a little trickier, I guess. Well, with, with, um, with any character on the chopping block, do you think there's, like, especially if they're vendors of some sort, do you think they're... I mean, Ikora is the toughest one I can think to do this with. I'll put this out there. But especially if uh, the story permits that the uh, the curse of the Dreaming City finally ends uh, or is going to end maybe in Witch Queen and it's just like the setup for it. But uh, things still start to uh, start to change. Um, you know, it... Uh, 
it sort of lends itself to like, you know, okay, the landscape's changing. So then like, you know, obviously like I, I leaned into Petra at that point, but like, you know, if you still need a vendor for there, like, well, we've been working with Mara. We've even interacted with yeah. her directly this season for really first the first time, yeah. the first time as like a, a stationary person you can kind of go talk to. Um, so I think, I think they might be getting used to you having like a direct relation, relationship with the queen as opposed to uh, sort of through her court is how I feel like you really interacted yeah, with her before. No, no definitely. Um, so I, that, that's just coming from my theory. I think, I think for yours though, you know, I, I think there's a, a great point that, uh, that, you know, if, if it is Ikora or Mara, I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's definitely a situation where one is going to fill Pretty in the much, role of the other. Yeah. I don't think they're going to introduce yeah, a new it character. Seems a little, yeah. We're a little late in the game for us to introduce another character. So pivotal. In the Witch Queen expansion, especially. But, My name is yeah. Shahan. Shahan, I'm going to be guess. the vendor for uh, <laughs> Marasov's throne world. No, no, leave him to the castle, Jill. No, it's not Sean, it's Shahan. Whatever, <laughs> exactly. That's how, that's how little I remember him. I pronounced his name wrong. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you said it right. I'm just, I'm just, that's just something I feel like uh, he has to say a lot. Whoops. Is your name Sean? Sean? Yes. No, his it's Shahan. Sean. It's a completely different name. That's his name, and no one can tell me otherwise. <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, they could also, with if Petra is the one to die, they could introduce Shirido. Come back. She's not dead. She's just lost in the Ascendant Plane somewhere. Or somewhere. Not necessarily the Ascendant Plane, but she's lost somewhere. So I think... Maybe, maybe Petra dies and Shirida replaces her. Maybe Mara dies and Shirida replaces her. We don't know. But that's basically my theory. Okay. Okay. You know, I got a, I got a bonus one. A bonus uh, one? Okay. Yeah, here for everyone. Um, That I was, uh, it's the one I messaged you earlier about. Ah, that one. Okay. Guys, what it... What if it's Varix? <gasps> Not Varix. So, so, so one of the comments they make in the article is, spoiler alert, was brought back for a reason. And so the queen, Marasov, is now in charge of the reef. At the end of this season, she is now back, uh, it, you know, presumably with a fixed realm and possibly throne world. Um, and she, she has her techians back like she is like, Urgh. she's flexing again. Okay. Who under her command, who under her command quite recently betrayed her and his post, got a lot of her people killed. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Let loose, let loose the scorn all over the system, defected to help the House of Salvation, at least initially. And is hanging out on Europa like nothing happened. I have a... Why, that would be Varix. Yes. <laughs> that would be Varix. Varix is just, I'm hiding here. No one's going to find me, right? Varix the disloyal. Yeah. I mean, he defected from to Mara to go people. to Aramis. I mean... I feel that's like that's one of those... But, uh, I don't know, man. I have a counter, a counterpoint. Okay. But 
similar-esque. Um, it was the spider's job to make sure no one else got into the Dreaming City. That was his job. He was kind of, he was allowed to, like, have the Tangled Shore on the off chance that he makes, like, nobody gets into the Watchtower. It was kind of his job. And not only did he let Aldrin mess everything up in the Dreaming City, when Aldrin was revived as Crow, he strapped a bomb to Crow's ghost and was like, hey, if you misbehave, I'm gonna just push the button and bye-bye. So, like... I I really feel like he could have phased out of that if he wanted to. He could have. But I know there's lore right now where... um, Spider is talking to Drifter, and he's like, "Hey, you can you can get me out of here, right? I'm Mara's yeah. not too happy with me I right read now." That comic. So like, like comic. <laughs> so I think, besides like the people we talked about earlier, I think maybe Spider, because Mara's mm-hmm. is a very possessive person, as we've seen. Don't touch my stuff. And. uh Spider definitely uh, messed with her stuff. Oh, yeah. So I think I she like, might. You know, Spider. Uh, you know, Spider's in a weird place. I think. Yeah. I think the fact that he is connected to another character like Drifter, who can definitely do some smuggling. Yeah, that's where I'm like, he could get out in time. He could not. He Something. I don't know. It's tricky. But I think, now that I think about it, um, Spider's definitely like, I'm gonna <laughs> run away now. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> oh, it's very coming, interesting. I think he's coming to the Elixney Quarter. Oh, I, I think if the not. Tangled Shores he's... going away, I think he's coming to the I, Well, I mean, they have that whole underground area. I mean, yeah, they do. But at the same time, I'm like, Spider, you're, you're a mob boss. You're not here with good intentions. He's the like I see through, I see through your lies, man. I know what you're trying to do, Spider. I've, I've said it before. He is the kingpin. If the radioactive spider bit the kingpin, instead of Peter Parker. You know what? It's like giant man spider mob boss. Man spider mob boss. You know that would be terrifying. Just wait till he brings in, like, Rhino and Shocker. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. His entourage. <laughs> I'll be very jazzed about it. But, uh, okay. Yeah, you know, I think I think the um, I think the spider is a good candidate. Uh, what I feel like the spider does is actually a little more successful than what um, than what I think Callus was sort of also doing. It's like this third faction. It's like, he's working with you, but is he really on his side, on your side? Or are they really kind of like their own like thing? But what I kind of like about it is it reminds me of stories of uh, like in history when um, the mafia protects the docks in New York City during World War II. Make sure like all the union workers do the work and get, get the ships like moving like as fast as possible to like actually help with the war effort. Like silly, silly little stories like that. Yeah, um, definitely. It just makes me think like it's it's really cool to keep the spider around because he kind of has like this extra element of uh, and he could become an adversary like beyond light and dark. But I think while we're still in that, like it's like you need you need someone like that. Yeah, um, no, for, definitely for story purposes. 
For sure. And and to your point about vendors, I think, you know, this this actually would supplant my uh, previous theory. So if if uh, Varix goes down, I would say, you know, especially if Mara does become a vendor, I would say, you know, obviously Mara would be in the Dreaming City. And and if, you know, Mara is responsible one way or another for killing Varix, maybe Petra's on Europa now. Maybe. Like I said, it's really... If it's one of the vendors that dies, it's kind of hard to find someone to replace them that, like, makes sense, I guess. Because you already have the Exo Stranger doing stuff on Europa. So, like... Oh, yeah, she could maybe she could, she could a larger role, too. I mean, she's not going to really be doing anything for the next, what, how many seasons? Because Stasis isn't getting any updates. So she could just fill that role. Well, yeah. While the light subclasses get their rework. It's really funny. Earlier, I don't know if it was before the show or earlier in the show, um, but uh, we were talking about um, what's going on with Rasputin. Yes. And, you know, they're they're in the Exofactory. Maybe if even if it's just a fragment of Rasputin, not at his full capacity, maybe they make another Rasputin Exo. Maybe. Maybe. And then he puts on his son's helmet. God, that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be... Well, just because just they're poking around there, like that's that's the last place you see them. It's just kind of like, well, durr. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what else would they be doing? Been messing with Golden Age technology now that they have a giant Clovis Bray eye. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll just have to uh, wait and see, I guess. Uh, ooh, or what if what if they what if they put Rasputin in that and they kill the Clovis Bray eye and just make him oh the giant? Oh god, that head? sounds like nightmare fuel. Give Rasputin giant head and it just screams <laughs> at us in angry backwards Russian. <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty funny, but. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, that's that's fair. We can we can. Uh, I tell you what, after we do our uh, our mutual scores, we can um we can both score the, score the Varix one since that's like a little bonus that we were talking about earlier. Um, okay. Um, who wants to go first Ooh, for scoring? Um, I guess I'll go first since you talked first. Um. Okay. Hmm. I to think of some arbitrary number. Some arbitrary score makes <laughs> sense. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with 35 uh, Ahamkara bones. Ooh. Yes. Um, I think the theory is good. It makes sense. But... I just worry with Petra dying, how that would work. Your, like I said earlier, your theory hinges on the fact that the Dreaming City curse is wrapped up before this season. And I want, and, and if it's not, then someone else probably is going to die. That's all. That's it. That's mm. my only concern with it but otherwise it makes a lot of sense 
right, your turn. I can dig it. Dig it. I appreciate the Ahamkara bones. It's a. Uh... After uh, after playing, you know, trials for like the first really times ever this season, and then moving into uh, Iron Banner this week, me and my young Ahamkara spines have been doing work. <laughs> Ugh, so much, much welcomed. Okay, I'm gonna give you. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna give you because we were talking about Halo earlier. Three, four, three. I'm gonna give you three, four, three. Uh, Hive Risen. Hive Risen. Okay, that's a lot. Because I think I think well. I mean, okay, but like, you know, it it it, it might. We haven't fought them yet, so you might like cut through that many like day one. And then you'd be like, well, now I'm worried about the score. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is a lot. But uh, 343, because we were talking about Halo earlier. Um, and, and it's actually four. I think it's a really good theory because Mara's death and creating that sort of vacuum uh, with a lot of our heavy hitters, and especially the, the, the Dreaming City and what that would mean for Crow interacting with it now. Especially if maybe, like, what if he avenges her? Yeah inadvertently or not um so i i i think it's a it's a good catalyst to throw things into the final act because if mara goes out it's out with a big bang that really yeah. changes something like maybe that's how that pyramid maybe. Gets cracked i mean open. mara did her shirado did have a vision that mara would crack a pyramid open so maybe See? we don't know So yeah, I think um, I think that's uh, yeah. I I think whether it happens or not, I I think it's still like a really really solid solid theory. Um, oh, uh, I guess like only only reservations I would have about it would be, I guess one uh, you know, the impact of the plot and the fact that we know like the next few plots wouldn't focus around that, and that's. If you did something like kill off that major of a player, you would. I I don't know what they could do to really explain how that's and not zone expansion. Yeah, what you're focusing on or how that's not in like yeah you know what I mean and like in disarray. So that's but that's from an out of game uh, sort of perspective, and then my my other uh, similarly like that's with Mara similarly with yeah. like Korra. Um, even if that does lead directly into the next conflict, it's, it's just like, how do you, unless it's like, yeah, another Forsaken clone, like to Electric Boogaloo, it's all about us getting revenge for Ikora now. Like, he's just kind of like, eh. <laughs> okay, so we did this before, but now it's, it's like, it would actually be like Taken 2, which is essentially the first movie, except now there's two of them who have been taken. Yeah. No, I can see that. <laughs> So, so I think uh, I think those are those are would be my only apprehensions to those. Um, I feel like, yeah, I hundred percent agree that someone is going to die. Yeah, but the question uh, of who, based on the little subtle hints and the fact that yeah. they talked about it, yeah. So it, it yeah, uh, but I'm I can't wait to see, in any event. So like yeah, I think I think that's an awesome theory, man. Very, very well thought out.
All right. <sighs> okay. Um, I'll throw in I'll throw in my my quick theory for the bonus of Varix. Um, like you said, I think it was pretty unpopular before what they did with uh, you know, people who were when they still had Red War, but after Forsaken yeah. had come out. Uh, where people would basically like go through the Red War stuff and then, oh god, Kate's not in the tower yeah. anymore. <laughs> like, um, so, uh, and and that was, I, if I recall correctly, that wasn't like the best received, or it created just a lot of confusion and questions. Um, so, I, I I would I would say I would say they probably would like lean against that. You know, like yeah, they have Crow in two places right now, but I mean, you're not really going back to do stuff with uh crow and spider's yeah. den anymore like it's not i don't i feel like as you as you progress through stuff in order you would naturally just move on uh so you know i uh, i i agree i i agree with all that um reservation to it so i give i give um Varix being the one i'm gonna give it uh 23 23 uh What's what's the thing called? The shard of darkness. I give him twenty three shards of darkness. Twenty three shards of darkness. Like maybe. All right. Yeah, it would be a pretty dark timeline if they were just like, yeah, and he's dead too now. Jesus. Play the Europa, and then oh shit, Ferrix is gone. Especially since all, I think all, all of the, the missions where like you need him talking to you still have like little flags where you can do him, replay him anyway. So we just take him out altogether. I guess that's fair. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's Spider, I'm thinking maybe it's Spider. I mean, he he kinda has it coming. He's done some pretty bad things, and now he's yeah. trying to like weasel his way out and be like, I'm I'm, I'm out of here. I don't stop. I want to get out before things get too bad. He's kind of cartoonishly evil, kinda. though. Kinda. Like, it's not... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Stopping a bomb to someone's ghost and threatening to blow it up is pretty... That's pretty pretty crazy. I think. I mean, yeah, I just imagine, like, the tiniest, like, actual little, like, old-timey thing of dynamite with a clock on it. Yes, basically. Just inside the shell. I just, I just feel bad. Just, like... I, like... The spider's ruthless enough to he would have done it. Like he doesn't care. I I think if he You know what I I, I got to be honest. I think if he was going to play that card or if Bungie was going to play that card with him, he would have kept the ghost. He would have said, "Okay, the deal's for Crow. I'm keeping Glint. He's mine." Well, I could see that working out maybe. But We'll have to see, I guess. I don't know. It seems that Spider wants out, okay. and well, that's true. He knows Mara's okay, hunting so for him, and pretty pissed. So, kind of makes sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. She's also very distracted, though. Kind of. Perfect time to escape. Exactly. Also, perfect time to escape. But. So, what do you think? You can you can score either one. You can score. Um... You can score uh, Spider or, or Varix or some combination thereof. Uh, spider, I give uh, 73 uh, Scorn. And uh, mm-hmm. Varix, I give 34 um, Etheric Spiral. 
I just picked a random. I can dig it. Thing of a thing. <laughs> the Varix bias. Yes. I can dig it. Um, because with Varix again, Groovy. I mean, yeah, he does kind of deserve it. He's done some really bad things, but he's at least trying to be better. While Spider, on the other hand, is just a mob boss and rationing ether from everybody and being kind of a bad dude. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, people can change, but you have to wonder at Spider's motives for wanting to leave the shore and maybe go to the last city where House Light is. Like, you gotta question his motives. He's not exactly a nice person. Not saying that the rest of the Elixni that are there aren't, haven't done bad things, but you have to look at their intentions mm -hmm. is what I'm worried, more worried about. I can dig it. I can dig it. Very solid. Mm -hmm. Very solid. All right. Oh man. Um. Well. Uh. Yeah. Let's. Uh. Let's. Let's move into shoutouts. Do you got a? Uh, do you have any shoutouts this week, Lucy? Uh, um. Shoutouts. Uh. I can go first if you want. Yeah. You. You go first. You go first. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm actually. You know. I'm gonna give a shout out to. Uh. Bungie and um an artist uh Mal E at Relay314 on Twitter. Bungie used some of Mal E's art and accidentally didn't give him give them credit for it. And it was, you know, a, a lot of people started pointing it out on Twitter and uh and it, it it was something that could have easily gotten away from from both the artist and Bungie. And just I want to give a shout out to both of them for just how class acts they both were uh mal e before bungie had a chance to respond because it happened like on friday so there was a whole like weekend where people were you know disconnected from work on bungie's end uh mal e was was tweeting like hey like i'm sure this is just a mistake or a slight oversight like yeah guys bungie uh, you Definitely. know like th this is not what we should expect of them just like they've never done it before i'm sure this is just just a and and i'm really like honored that they put my heart in there like like this this that the other and then like first thing i think it was like monday or very early in the week it was a uh, cosmo you know confirmed this like hey you know really sorry our bad owned it yeah said it was a mistake and then i think i think it, they have the credit applied now so like just class act on both ends uh especially with social media like it's so easy for things to get away definitely when uh when people start uh jumping to conclusions and both ends of this kept that from happening and it's actually like a, a really cool story now so yeah hats off to both of them yeah well that's super cool super cool yeah. um now it's my turn for a shout out oh boy um shout out to uh uh, I guess my boss for being super chill because I'm moving soon-ish and uh, he's uh, being really chill about all that and, like giving me time to like get settled and everything nice. which is really nice but on a completely unrelated I mean sort of science-y note um, the work for my publication is going to be used as like a standard for uh, climate models which is pretty crazy nice like, that's really cool that kind of hurts my brain because i'm like what i did doesn't feel like it's that important but apparently to everybody else in the scientific community they think uh my work is really cool so i'm like oh okay makes sense i guess very cool 
So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's super cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Proud of my co-host right now. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. That, that makes me super happy. I'm glad. I'm glad it's going well. And uh, you know, spoiler alert. When you uh, when you finish moving, you know, send let me know where it is because I might have like a little a little healthwarming gift for you. Heck yeah. Might might have a little something. Might have a little something. something. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna send it to there because that's yeah. you know. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I can dig it. Um so yeah. Well uh great great show, Lizzie. Um with that everyone, uh thank you for tuning in. Uh you know, stay safe out there. World's yeah. world is still a crazy place. Um stay safe, wear a mask drink water um and bundle up it's starting to get cold in uh in in certain hemispheres <laughs> I, know, I know for some of our listeners i guess it's starting to get warm but uh dress temperately no matter what yes. your weather is shifting toward <laughs> so, please <laughs> but with that everyone we will see you next time bye-bye Toodles. that's off guardians that's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lord Network.